Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Democrats do not, well, it's not that they don't get it. I think some moderate Republicans are the ones that don't get it. Why people like myself and many of you, not all of you, but many of you, Look at something like FEMA and say, that's got to go. We don't need that. But Andrew, the hurricane, the relief in Florida. Oh, my God, you know, you know, we got to have you know, Katrina and you know, you know, Andrew. And, what about Sandy, Superstorm Sandy? This reasoning that we have, we hear the Democrats talk about democracy and our democracy, and they seem to not understand when we say, well, it's not our democracy, it's our constitution. There are powers and responsibilities divided between the three branches of the federal government and the state governments, right? That's that's what the Tenth Amendment is all about. And every time, as a conservative, that you cite something in the Constitution, along will come a left-wing legal analyst, a Lawrence tribe, or whoever. Well, that's just an obscure passage of the Constitution. That's not really important. These are the people that have sodomized the Commerce Clause. They think uh, there are obs- there's no such thing as an obscure passage <clears throat> in the Constitution. Okay, Andrew, get to it. Headline, Politico. DeSantis asked the feds for hurricane relief, but he's long used their cash. Florida's now poised to benefit from billions of dollars in additional federal assistance to grapple with the devastating damage left by Hurricane Ian. Governor Ron DeSantis has been a persistent critic of President Joe Biden on nearly every policy front as he moves towards a likely presidential 2024 bid. But the Florida Republican likes one thing about the president. His wallet. Oh, it's his wallet. These resources are his. That's an attitude right there. On the left, in the media, in Washington. The Democrats know damn well they're the party of government. They know, they know who they are. A lot of you love that quote. Republicans hold office, Democrats hold power. My friend, my colleague, my office mate, David Webb, wrote a whole column about that for The Hill, crediting me, even though the quote's not really mine. He just said he heard it from me. That's how they view this. It's the president's wallet. This is his. You better be loyal. Kiss the ring. You want to know why people like myself and many of you want to get, for those of you that might not be initiated to this, why we want to get rid of things like the Department of Housing and Urban Development and the Department of Education and the Federal Emergency Management Agency is that what happens inevitably, this is not hard to understand, is that taxes are levied on the states for the purpose of providing the states resources that they had prior to the tax being levied upon them to create some agency that's supposed to save the state from itself. Now, if you want to say, what if the resources are not enough? What? Well, this is what states are supposed to do primarily, whether it's a red state, a blue state, whatever it is. The idea that politicians... That your local mayor thinks to himself or her to self, well, I, I don't have to make a plan for emergencies. 
I can go around spreading money around to increase my power. And you know what? If anything happens, I'll just go running to the county. Then the county commissioners think, well, you know, we don't have to have a plan for anything. We can spread our resources around to build our political bases. If anything happens, we'll go to the state. And the state politicians and the governors think to themselves, well, I don't have to have a plan for these things. If anything happens, I'll go to the federal government. And when the you-know-what hits the fan, what does the federal government do? It has to borrow and print. We're over $30 trillion in debt right now. I mean, we're giving, you know, we're watching as Joe Biden is calling individual mayors and playing a little game where he's kind of putting DeSantis last in line. Meanwhile, Zelensky's front of the line. Fixing Ukraine, saving Ukraine. Albeit a noble priority should not come before Florida. And I want to remind you of something. As the media is kind of enjoying this. They're fine. This is their excuse. Now now they get to hammer Ron DeSantis. They tried with COVID. Florida is one of the first states to open up, to not have a vax mandate. The media went all in and it didn't work. This is just their excuse to prep their anti-DeSantis media campaigns for 2024 should he run. That's what this is. They're kind of a Florida's considered now a red state. So the left-wing blue-check blue media hates it, even though it probably visits. They love Miami, what have you, Key West, whatever. But this is now the all-purpose excuse to hammer a Republican governor, something they would not be doing if the governor was Democrat. Now, let me remind you of something. I already pointed this out yesterday, that Donald Trump swept in to help New York, regardless of what Andrew Cuomo was saying night after night after night on the Cuomo Bro Show. Hey, big brother. Hey, little brother. What's up? Trump actually almost had to do Cuomo's job for, where are my ventilators? Where are the ventilators? I don't know, Governor. Isn't that your responsibility? Where my ventilators? That's your job, sir. This idea that when something bad happens, you just turn around and, and by the way, blame Trump for everything. But still, Trump delivered the resources. Why? Because if you've got them and the people need them, you don't hold it over their heads over politics. You know, the rest of the country after 9-11, people in places like Arkansas, West Virginia, Oklahoma, were like, an attack on on New York City is an attack on all of us. And the entire country wrapped its arms around New York City. And people that may or may not have thought of joining the military from places the people in New York City have never heard of and refer to as BFE or the boonies or the sticks or hillbillies or whatever, went running into recruiting stations to get payback for New York City. Let me let you in a little secret. Many of the people in this city hate your guts. They think you're beneath them. But you know what? 
The majority of Americans said an attack on New York City is an attack on all of us. You know, if a tragic storm were to nail San Francisco, I mean really batter San Francisco, maybe there'd be a little ribbing about isn't that we're all, you know, I don't know. But we wouldn't be sitting here going, well, you know, cross your arms and just say, well, you're not getting your resources because, you know, you're a bunch of left-wing freaks. I wouldn't be doing that. I don't think most of you would be doing that. But the idea that it's the president's wallet, it's the president's wallet, that's how the Hunger Games-tocracy works. When you start to move everything into the hands of the federal government, then the states have to beg the federal government for what was once theirs. We don't need a Department of Education. We don't need a Department of Housing and Urban Development. FEMA should be severely restricted to only providing resources once a state's resources have run out, not taking resources from the state, then turning around and granting them to the state when something like this happens. There is no reason to have a federal government building. There should be no such thing as federal housing. No such thing. The federal government should have little to no involvement in education, save for basic civil rights. The idea that a state or a county or a city would have to go to the federal government and say, we need education dollars. Well, where do you think, where do all dollars to the federal government come from? Where do they come from? They come from the states. They come from the states. The federal government doesn't have anything that the state doesn't provide. All 50 states provide for the federal government. The colonies created the federal government, not the other way around. So when Politico refers to this as the president's wallet, essentially what they're saying is, oh, you Republicans might win some states and you might cut some taxes, but we're the party of government. And if you want what we got, you're going to take a knee to us. The president's wallet. Oh, Andrew, you're making so much out of this. No, I'm not. That's the attitude. That is an attitude of people in the federal government. That the federal government is supreme. You know, it's funny. I love when Democrats or ankle biters say, well, the supremacy clause. The supremacy clause makes the Constitution supreme, not the federal government. If the Constitution made the federal government supreme in all areas, there would be no 10th Amendment. All powers not delegated to the government of the United States are reserved to the states or to the people. Right now we got Biden now saying that he was raised in a Puerto Rican community. And he went to Temple more than any Jew that he knows. Uh, translation, I met a guy from Puerto Rico back in 1963 and I know Chuck Schumer. 
Maybe he watched Juan Epstein on an, on an episode of Welcome Back, Cotter or something. I don't know. What is? Why did Democrats do this? Remember Barack Obama started, they, they jokingly started putting an apostrophe for some of his signs? Like Barack Obama, like he was some kind of leprechaun? Didn't John Kerry claim he was Jewish at one point? I, I, I don't, you know? The whole thing of having to pretend you're you're this mosaic. Joe Biden is an old white guy. That's it. Joe Biden is an old white guy who lies repeatedly about his life backstory. He was a truck driver. His family were coal miners. No one in his family were coal, coal miners and he drove a truck once. By that standard, I'm a truck driver. Oh, yeah, I rented one of those really big. They were out of the U-Hauls, the small ones, so they had to give me the really big one. I mean, the one that's like, you know, the size you would move a whole house. I was moving in an apartment. I drove it. It's a truck. I'm a truck driver. We can all do this in our lives. We can take a tiny granule of our life experiences and make that our backstory for the right audience. So now, now Biden's a Puerto Rican Jew. Start calling him Juan Epstein. Now, come on, man. I mean, didn't you know how up front he was on gay rights? His dad, his dad, him and his dad saw two guys making out on the street in, you know, Wilmington. And his dad told him that love is love. That's it, son. Look at that right there. Those two men in an embrace. You got to respect that, son. Look at that. That's, that's love is love. One day you're going to inherit a country where there'll be no barriers. People say love is love, science is real, and no human is illegal. Nobody believes that. Joe Biden doesn't even believe it. Plagiarized his way out of the 88 race, finished bottom of his class at Syracuse. Maybe he was a lifeguard for like three weeks at a pool where some black kid was swimming, you know? Wine 695 patriot 9572874. But it's it's his wallet. It is it's his wallet. And well, damn it, DeSantis and you horrible people in Florida, you will take a knee and bow. Bow before Zod. That's a bad Superman reference. Serious XF Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Serious XM Patriot, Channel 125.